welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Happy New Year and welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the Podcast. My name is Laura Forehand and I teach second grade in Northwest Missouri. I'm also a platinum certified whole brain teaching instructor. And I am here as always with my amazing friend and co-host Rhonda. So happy new year, Rhonda. Well, happy new year to you too and all our listeners. I'm Rhonda Arlt and I'm a second grade teacher in Goddard, Kansas, platinum certifying instructor as well. And um On today's podcast, we just kind of wanted to reflect, reset, and reboot for this new year. I know a lot of us teachers are on break, and we hope that this discussion might help you guys as well, those of you that are listening. So, Laura, how is whole brain teaching working in your classroom before break? Okay, so we're going to be transparent here, right? Totally transparent. So, as most teachers know, there are so many activities like right before Christmas break that it it kind of interferes, if you will, with instruction um, or, or it gets instruction gets kind of pushed back for these activities that you're going to do that are, that are centered around the holiday season, which is so much fun. But a lot of the whole brain teaching um, things that I was using, such as like scoreboard um, kind of fell by the wayside However, mm-hmm. I do feel that since so much uh, groundwork was laid um, from August and t- until December, that even though we had those interruptions in instruction, we were able to maintain, you know, very good classroom management techniques. Um, we were still able to carry on with using some of the whole brain teaching cycle with even you know, the things we were doing around the holidays, if we wanted kids to learn new concept or concepts or new vocabulary, for example, we did Christmas around the world. And so just, you know, having kids with that classroom management that we've laid down and maybe some uh, whole brain teaching, the teaching cycle techniques, just those things were laid in place. So even though it was more flexible towards Christmas, um, those things were still uh, we were still able to use a lot of those things because they had been part of our classroom since August. So what about you? How, how were things right before break for you? Well, I, I mean, I've been transparent on this too. This year has really been a struggle um, with the class and everything with whole brain teaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done a lot of reflecting over a break of how I need to make things better. Um, the class is catching on, but they're not where I want them to be with our procedures and things like that. So I really want 
um, to start this new year, kind of resetting a little bit and perfecting some of those things that I was hoping that they'd have before this break and they just don't. So um, hoping that this new year will, you know, we'll be able to jump right in and do some review that we're going to talk about here on the podcast. But um, just for the listeners that maybe don't know me as well, I just want to let you know that when I first started using whole brain teaching, I started right after um, our winter break or Mm -hmm. we had some snow days. So I didn't start whole brain teaching, you know, the first in August. So, you know, that's an option too, especially if you are a new listener and wanting to try this, it's okay to try it now. You know, it doesn't have to be at the beginning of the school year. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I feel that whether you're a newbie and I've seen a lot of um, new teachers or maybe not new teachers, but teachers that want to begin whole brain teaching when they come back in January and they're like, how do I get started? And I love that you, you mentioned that because this is something you can absolutely pick up in January as if it's the beginning of the year, say in August, um, you, you can start this, but I think it's also good that you mentioned that because even if we've been doing it for the last four months, Um, I know personally, just like you, I need to reset and I need to um, think about, okay, when I get back, what is, what is whole brain teaching going to look like? I kind of have to dial some things back. And especially because that last week and a half where things were, were kind of loosey goosey, um, Mm -hmm. we need to tighten the reins just a little bit. Right. So, so yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, that, that whole brain teaching, that's the beauty of it is you can start it really any, at any point of the year, right. At any point of the year. So, you know, speaking of that, as we look to heading back, where do we need to begin to reset our classrooms in your opinion? Well, I think we need to go back to those basics. And I mean, I love whole brain teaching for Mm -hmm. the basics. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll start out with our class. Yes. Procedures, just like I did at the beginning of the school Mm -hmm. year. So, um, Laura, how will you go over this with your class when you go back? Since they kind of have a little bit of that background knowledge of what it is, how are you going to reset that in your classroom? Right. So we have to remember, like, our students have been home for two weeks, you mm-hmm. know, and so they, you know, when when mom or dad or grandma or grandpa are getting their attention, they're not going class, you know, and kids <laughs> are turning around, you know, right away. And um, so I think we're going to have to kind of go back to um the microstepping, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some people again on the Facebook page pages mention about microstepping and, and luckily we have a podcast where Andrea Schindler um, went through that microstepping of the class. Yes. And so that's episode six, if anybody wants to take a listen to that, but I really think I'm going to go back to microstepping and make sure that that the students know those expectations. So when I call class, I'm going to want them to stop what they're doing, look at the teacher, super glue those hands. And so we may go back. It, it won't take as long as it did in August. Cause like we've been saying, okay. they already know, um, but they need that refresher. We can't go back in January and just assume that our kids are going to come back to us like they did before Christmas break. Um, That's a really good point. You know, so no matter I, what grade teaching, you ex- know, we're second grade teachers, but I think it's important even for fourth grade teachers to understand that, you know, you might need to go back and do a little bit 
of a review. You know, and and another thing is, is we're a PBIS school and, you know, we've, we've done a podcast on how to integrate whole brain teaching and PBIS, but it's the same concept with with PBIS as with whole brain teaching, you have to keep that information in front of them. You can't just, you know, assume that they're going to have it from day to day or even from, you know, subject to subject, if you will. So making sure that we go through all those steps of review to re not just to, you know, we don't just want to reset ourselves but we want to reset our kids too. So what about you? What's that going to look like when you return? What kind well, of things will you do? I definitely think I need to take time and microstep it because mm-hmm. there was some like, even with class Jess, we are struggling getting those hands super glued together. Mm-hmm. So I, I really want to kind of microstep and get that in place because a lot of the times the problems I have is because their hands aren't folded down and still like I want them to be. So Right. Definitely going to microstep it and, but hit that step really hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like, as we're going through this, I mean, the rules are probably going to be a really important area. Definitely. Yeah. They need yeah. to know those classroom expectations. Yeah. Um, so, so how are you going to, how will you do that? I mean, as we're resetting our classrooms, how will you reset the rules in your classrooms? Well, I'll probably go ahead and go through those rules and those gestures Mm -hmm. and um, kind of micro step that a little bit too. And I think I even kind of want to explain now that they have a little bit of background on it, what does this look like in the classroom? What is follow directions quickly? What do I need to see? You know, kind of go through it as a discussion with them and see, you know, what do you think I want to see when, um, you know, raise your hand for permission to leave your seat. Does that go all the time? Or are there some times that we can get up out of our seat and kind of go through those just in case they for have forgotten exactly what the, what I want to see in the classroom. So I think the gestures are going to play an important part to that. Just kind of keep getting that um, brain engaged in to what that looks like as well. Um, Definitely going to keep, um, um, rule reviews mm. three to five times in my lesson. I know um, during some of our trainings, we've talked about lessening them as the year goes on, but I don't, I, no. I keep it pretty consistent. It's about three to five times, even in May when I feel yeah. like we need it the most, the reminders the most. So I was going to have you talk a little bit about something, a piece of advice that you gave me. I was really struggling one year um, with rule reviews and having a hard time getting them in. And so can you share with our listeners just the piece of advice you gave to me? And I, I'm here to tell you that two years, two, three, I don't know how long ago it was that you told me this piece of advice, but I still do it even to this day. It was like some of the best advice that I've ever gotten. So how do you make sure you get it in three to five well, times a day? I started putting them right into my lesson plans mm-hmm. so that I have them there. And then if I'm gone, then I can just real quick write a student leader's name in there. So a substitute can just have that student leader do the rule review. So they're doing rule review in my lesson plans where I make sure that we have it. And then also when I there's a substitute, it's definitely there for them to review those expectations when I'm gone as well. So absolutely. I think about, yeah. And I took that because I use smart board, I use smart board slides. And so I took that advice that you gave me and I actually have a slide 
that has the rules on it. So I know before we start math or reading or science or social studies or writing, we're going to do that rule review. That's super cool to have that on a Google slide ready to go for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. And, And there again, you can pull that student leader and it's right there on the board and they can go through the whole cycle and, you know, they can teach the class even when you have a sub. So it, it is really nice. I think that's important so that they remember that. Too. Right. So. Expectations don't change just because you have a sub in the right. You're not in the classroom. So right. we've kind of talked about class. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the rules are important. Are you going to go over mere words or teach? Okay. Expectations too. Um, I mean, on this- first day or so? I I think within the first week, for sure. I I think so. I think we'll like slowly work our way. You know, when the school year started, and and this goes for teachers that are wanting to start brand new whole brain teaching in January. At the beginning of the year, I I really took it slow. Um, And so I may not go quite as slow in January, since like, like we've been saying, our students have that background knowledge already. But I will probably go through, as we've been talking about, in order to reset the students, reset my classroom, and and as a reset to myself, you know, go through those micro steps of the, you know, the teach okay, the, the direct instruction, you know, what those expectations are, the collaborative learning, what those expectations are in order for it to be a reminder for students, a reminder for me. And, you know, especially like when, um, you know, they're teaching each other, I want them to be facing each other. I want them to both be using big gestures. And we got to that point in December, Mm -hmm. but, you know, again, retraining, relearning, resetting because they've been home for two weeks. And so that's going to be really important in order for, for me to have what I expect in my classroom. I'm right. going to have to, I'm going to have to reteach that type of stuff. So what about you? Do you, I mean, how do you plan on laying it out like that first week? I, I mean, to be quite honest, I don't think I put enough time in my lesson plans for that first week of as much review as that I feel like that we're going to need. So uh, mm-hmm. once again, I'm going to have to adjust some lesson plans, Right, right. but um, I just, I wasn't real happy with how things were going in that first semester. So I really want to fine tune it. So that's why I'm thinking I'm, I need to hit it a little bit hard with those micro steps on each expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to pull in the manners. That was one thing that the kids were doing really well with. Yeah. And I'm going to consistently do that. Um, they're just kind of lax with the gestures. They're good about saying it, but not always putting that gesture with it. So I want to kind of um, hit that a little bit harder so that they, they know what to expect with that as well. Now, I know we've done a lot of podcasts with these basics. Do mm-hmm. you have, can you mention to our listeners some of the podcasts that yeah. we've done so they could go back and listen to those? Absolutely. So if you go onto Podbean or wherever you find your podcasts, like, like I said, episode two is going to be um, where it's just Rhonda and I, and we talk about the attention getter, the class. Yes. And then episode three is the brain engager. And episode four is that direct instruction where you're teaching little chunks um, of information to your students. And then episode five is that collaborative learning where students are turning and teaching each other. But as far as a micro step of those go, like I said, Andrea Schindler was so gracious to help us 
um, with those podcasts and episode six, nine, and 10 are the ones that Andrea helped us with as far as micro-stepping, the attention getter, the brain engager and collaborative learning. So definitely check those out. Um, and also I, on our website too. Yeah. One of our resources and the podcasts are kind of linked in there as well. Wholebrainteaching.com. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good way to kind of reboot and kind of get your um, mind wrapped around what you need to do and what you want to do on. Right. Exactly. Yep. So definitely the it's so important to um, bring those manners in. And I know the teaching cycle now, if you look on, on the website, it incorporates those manners in there. And we, we just can't stress enough the importance of reviewing all this with your students, you know, for your sanity, (laughs) for my sanity, I know I'm going to have to do that. Um, You want the second semester to go just as well or better than your first semester. So I think a good teacher kind of reflects and Mm -hmm. um, decides what they need to do to make those corrections to make that classroom management work a little bit better. Exactly. So when we're talking about rebooting, I mean, we've mentioned a couple of the resources, but what other resources are out there? I mean, I feel like there's so many, which is so exciting. Yeah, there are a lot. Well, definitely we have our wholebrainteaching.com, our website, Mm -hmm. and um, of course our podcasts. And um, we also have our Instagram and Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. Um, But Laura, tell us about the newest whole brain teaching resource that has just been popped out on Teachers Pay Teachers. Yes, I'm super excited about this. So it's it's Alpha Hawk 1.0. And as Rhonda said, you can find it on Teachers Pay Teachers and the Whole Brain Teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers. And I'm really excited about this because we don't want to give too much away, but we will say that we are going to be doing a series of podcasts um, on this very topic with the one and only yep. Coach B. <laughs> yep, Coach B himself. So he is so excited to come back on the podcast and we can't wait to have him back on and, and tell us about all the goodness that is an Alpha Hawk 1.0 and how that can really help our class. Listeners can go ahead and check this out and yes. preview it to kind of get a background information before our podcast start on that. Absolutely. I mean, that would be a great idea, actually. Absolutely. Some definite changes to whole brain teaching and um, some great ideas to incorporate maybe this second semester. So, well, we're so excited. We were just um, talking on a Zoom and decided to do this podcast kind of like last minute because we felt like it would help some teachers out there that were kind of feeling the same way that we were. So, Remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other teachers in your life. And in addition, if you haven't already, be sure to join our Facebook pages and follow us on Instagram. Thank you for joining us on Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. And Laura, thanks for um, agreeing to do this podcast with me today. Of course. And have an amazing second semester and happy new year to all our listeners.